I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And I'm JT Timmons. And today we have a Q&A for you or a quah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sweat. We have questions that we will be answering today sent in. To the best of our ability. To the best of our ability. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. Um, hopefully they don't stump us too hard. So far, we have a good track record, but knock on wood. Yep, yep, yep. Wait, this is lemon. No, this is wood, though. <laughs> and before we get started, let's go ahead and jump into a few super quick announcements. The first announcements we announced it on the last episode is... The radio play. Radio play. Radio play. It's going to be, um, the pilot is going to be on uh, Patreon, uh, I think next week is what I'm, is what I'm uh, uh, estimating. Uh, I got a couple other film jobs, but the moment that I can squeeze some time to cut that in, um, you know, we'll be, I, I will be doing it and I think I can get it done by probably mid to late next week. So this is going to be really, really exciting. So actually, by the time you're hearing this, it's most likely out. <laughs> Nice. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, basically, um, Madison, what is the radio play? So, it is about a few different characters. Um, we have kind of created our own character world of sorts. So, I play Maeve, which is the apprentice, if you will, of Dr. Pendleton and Dr. Gaust. Um, and we are a team of demon slayers. And we go around Savannah slaying all the demons of town. Uh, everything is based off of Savannah's folklore and our history and things like that, but turned into a more fictional world. So the first episode is very, very fun. And to give you a little hint, it might have something to do with the Gribble House story. Boom. Ooh. I won't give you more than that, but it is a very good episode. And you won't want to miss our narrator's voice. Yes. Richard Sheely, um came in and did our narration, and he has the best old man southern voice. Yes. He's just so nice to listen to. You know what? Uh, Debria, would you mind cutting in a just a little snippet of his voice right here narrating the radio play? Lodged deep in the center of her forehead was a hatchet. Maeve's line of vision went past the grotesque scene and into the shadows where she saw the face of something that resembled a human but wasn't. Crooked teeth, the eyes of a man-eater made up the puppeteer to Delphine's corpse. All right, and we're back. We're back. We're back. That, that was a great voice. That was. It was a lovely <laughs> voice, but yes. So definitely won't want to miss out on that. Yes. Um, and we have plans to dive even further into the world after this first po- or first pilot episode, I mm-hmm. should say. Mm-hmm. Um so yes. become a pair junkie. Become, become a, a pair junkie because you're going to get all the episodes way, 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 way earlier before the public. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's giving pretty dope. War of the Worlds. It is giving yeah. War of the Worlds, yeah. Um, and Goosebumps. And Goosebumps, And Scooby-Doo. Yes. Yeah, a little Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And, and Insidious. 
just everything scary. Everything scary, but yeah. a little campy as but it's well. Fun, yeah, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun thing. Okay, all right, let's go ahead and jump into the Q and A. Become yeah. a pair chunky. All right, here we go. Um, let's see. The first Q and A is from. Oh, hold on one second. We actually got some comments uh, that I forgot to read from the live stream. Uh, we are streaming right now for the Pair Junkies. Uh, let's see. We got Alexandre Machado said, "Yay, radio play." Alexis Harbaugh said. So excited to catch a live. Love y'all. We love you too. Uh, Chris's stories literally give me life. What? Yes. <laughs> You've been giving life to those around you, Chris. Oh, yay. <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> awesome. All right. And uh, Ashley Werner said uh, that she got a dope shirt from Grayface. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Whitney said, so excited. All right. Here we go. Go, let's jump on into it. So this is from Parajunkie, Lauren, not a cow. All right. Hello, Chris, Madison, and JT. Parajunkie, Lauren in here with a couple of long questions. So I'm not someone who is able to see ghosts. I've had a couple of isolated incidents, but I've had a ton of other paranormal experiences. Being touched, seeing things move on their own, lights turning on and off, computer typing by itself, a oh. disembodied voice or two, the list goes on. These kind casual. of things... What you say? Just casual. <laughs> Just casual. These kind of things tend to happen in waves, but often enough that I have had a, a Google Drive doc to keep them uh, keep up with them. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. Yep. That's organized. That's very organized. And they have happened in all kinds of places over the years. Ghosts seem to like to pester me. This got me thinking. If there are people that are prone to seeing ghosts, are there also people who are prone to being seen by ghosts? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. There 100%. Are. As a matter of fact, there was, um, there's a palmistry technique that suggests uh, uh, certain lines on your hands, like if, if you see a very solid M on your hand, it is a representation of being able to see. But if you I see have that, by the way. Oh. <laughs> but if you see an N, it suggests that you are being seen. So if you have an M and an N, that means you can see and be seen. Ooh. So uh and I only bring that up because that means that the notion has been there for a long time mm -hmm. that there are people who are just destined to be pestered, seen by spirits. They, the spirits see them, but they may be completely oblivious to the spirit's presence. And then there are people who can see the spirit, but the spirit can't see them. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, because the other one is uh, sought after or seeking. Uh, you are either a seeker, you can see, or you're sought after, be seen. Uh, one of the most interesting stories I ever heard in regards to that was a friend of mine, Cosmo Bro, one of my favorite names of all time. Um, Cosmo apparently, Bro. he was ill when he was very, very young, and his family was n not particularly wealthy, and they went out into the bayou in Louisiana to get him treated by a woman, you know, out in a hut, kind of, the entire story. But the exchange she made, she told her fa the family that the burden would be he would be followed by spirits. But he had no ability to see them. He just always had these weird 
strange occurrences all around his life. Um, and it was an exchange that was made in order to save him from whatever illness it was he had. Absolutely. And to illustrate what Chris was talking about, because I do have the M and the N on my hand, I'll take a photo of this so Debria can kind of Photoshop it in, or not Photoshop, but cut it in so that people can look yep. and see if they also have that. Sound like a 65 to 70 year old woman now. <laughs> hey, you can just Photoshop I it in. I am not the tech person. Just go ahead here. and Photoshop it in the video play. I am. I am. In the, in the, the picture show. <laughs> I am not the tech person. And uh, I, uh, going on record, you know, um, there are so many different stories about like palmistry and, mm-hmm. and, and lines and, and things like that. And um, as with any type of divination, it, it is uh, about the people who are doing the reading more than it is anything Absolutely. else. So when you hear things like that, it's not as easy, although Madison's is crazy pronounced. Her, her yeah. M, I can see it from over here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's 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 that big old M. Yeah, um, I always thought it was because my name is Madison. No, well, see, <laughs> there you go. Um, but I, I, in answer to your question, some people are absolutely prone to being seen and and draw spirits. Uh, and that does not mean that you have the ability to see them. It's true. And I do want to say that also makes you, when you um, are able to be seen by spirits, it makes you more susceptible to attachments mm-hmm. uh, because they're like, ooh, I can see you. And, right. you know, it's... Um, and it should be said that there's a good chance that it is as it is as difficult for a spirit to see us as it is for us to see them. Right. There are many spirits that are just crowding all around us, but they're oblivious to us. And that is probably a good thing. It is. It is uh, and, and that's why there are these rare occasions, these rare people who do kind of, you know, seem to have that vibe that spirits are, are coming to because, you know, it would be the same for us. If we saw a ghost, we'd be like, oh, I see that thing. Mm-hmm. And we would become very, you know, uh, so it's, it's uh, we, we, we call it ghost heroin, but it'd be like people heroin <laughs> for ghosts. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It is people heroin, <laughs> but not like the real people heroin, but like, you know, like the, the metaphysical people heroin. Yeah, right. If it's, you it's, get what we mean. All right. Now on to the next one. <laughs> highly addictive to see and sense an entity from another planet. Mm, we're highly addictive. Okay. <laughs> on to the next one. This also is from Lauren. Because of the persistent creepy stuff, I got a cat a couple years ago in hopes that she would chase some of it away. Oh, Her she's cat a black is so cat. cute, by the way. Yes. Lauren, please send us a photo of your cat. She, she, she did. Oh, good. Yes. I I will insert it. All right. Um, Because of the persistent, creepy stuff, I got a cat a couple years ago in hopes that she would chase some of it away. She's a black cat, and she's a menace, but also very sweet. And the activity, in my house at least, has decreased. However, something weird that she does is that she wakes me up by pawing me every morning, but only between the hours of 12 and 1 or 3 and 4. Yes, just to be extra menace. Yes. <laughs> she paused me until I let uh, let her under the covers and she snuggles up to me. She is not a very snuggly cat other than this. Uh, she only does this to me and not my husband, even though she's affectionate with both of us and doesn't seem to favor either of us. I'm aware that cats are weird and do weird things, but I'd love to hear any fun paranormal theories or creepy cat folklore. Attached is a picture of my cat, Mina, just for fun. And for the para junkies, that is Mina. She is so cute. There we go. Yep. 
Mina's very cute. She's she's sweetie. Um, y'all are the best. The content is amazing as always. Love, Lauren. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. They, yeah. um, Just about every culture on the face of the earth recognizes cats and their ability to walk between the absolutely. veil. Absolutely. Um, and, and most people believe that the reason why cats sleep so much is while they're sleeping here, they're awake in the other. And that way, those two you know, uh, corresponding ideas is that cats defend us. Uh, they're the first line of defense on the other side uh, for forces that are coming in. So, and that's a common belief. Like uh, almost every culture that, that has domesticated cats uh, recognize cats as having some kind of supernatural connection. I actually completely agree with that, you know, because um, I even say like where we live, the reason why we don't get a lot of like, you know, annoying or ag- aggressive spirits, especially at our house, is because we have 10 billion cats around it. And um, they all, so there's like all these theories of like what different cats are supposed to do. And uh, black cats are actually great for almost like a black crystal. They uh, kind of absorb all the negative energy around you. So they're very good for protection. And what it sounds like is that your kitty is waking you up during the times of the hours where your house might be the most active. And it's like being like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to protect you. Um, you know, keeping mom safe. Dad can fend for himself, you know. <laughs> but And also, I mean, the cat could be your familiar, you know. Yeah. I mean, a witch's cat is a very strong bond. That's why it's one of the biggest tropes of witchcraft. Known yeah. man is the Familiar. witch with her black cat and things like that. Very true. And the broom. And the broom. Yeah. And well, brooms are also very protective as well. Mm-hmm. So It's fun that we bring up the fact that you had the, the midnight 12 and the midnight 3. Mm-hmm. Um, most people who, who run in paranormal circles know that the midnight of of ritual and the midnight of, of, of legend is actually 3 a.m., the mm-hmm. middle of the night, the mm-hmm. 3 a.m. hour. But because we have labeled it midnight as midnight, the witching hour, and midnight, people uh, associate it with the 12 a.m. hour. And that 12 a.m. hour becomes associated with it. So it is, in fact, uh, because we talk about this a lot, where we'll say 3 a.m. is the actual, you know, witching hour, the actual hour of, of, of heavy duty um, supernatural forces. But our consciousness accepts midnight, the stroke of midnight, the 12 a.m. as that time as well. And so that gives it a lot of leeway. So it's, it's interesting that you can split the time saying yeah. that, you know, mm-hmm. this is when the, the cat comes is at, is at, at the you know, uh, technical midnight and, and then at the supernatural midnight. Maybe the cat wants, wants her to be the most aware at those particular right, exactly. times. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so that's what you know, mean. it's funny that I'm, I'm glad we're bringing up the topic of cats and spirits because I've given that advice to so many people who have cats and I'm like, and they're like, Oh, you know, actually one of our actors at the Savannah underground, um, she was having problems with some spirit in her house and she's like, I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, do you have a cat? She's <laughs> like, well, yeah, I have a cat. And I'm like, okay, great. Talk to your cat. I know that sounds absolutely <laughs> insane. Please don't put me in a straight jacket, but like, I promise <laughs> you talk to your cat because usually if you give them an objective, it seems to go away. 
You know, huh. they kind of handle those situations for you spiritually. Um, it's been recorded in witchcraft for a long, long time that if you talk to your cat, they'll take care of whatever negative this, entity you're dealing with. And this feeds into, uh, you know, a very popular hot button topic of these days, manifestation. Mm-hmm. Speaking aloud, any intent becomes a more uh, concrete intention. So, uh and that's that's kind of how it works with anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you could you could talk to anything, a house plant, a crystal, mm-hmm. a cat. Um, and these things become more meritorious the more that your mind works. The when we look at an animal, we associate not just intelligence but connection, mm-hmm. bond. You 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 look mm-hmm. at an animal and you suddenly have this kind of belief that there's understanding, that there's comprehension. You know, how often do you tell your dog something and you're like, well, there's no possible way you understand what I just said. Unless it's Argyle. She knows exactly what <laughs> she I'm knows. Well, about. Uh, but that's she just knows. it. That bond becomes stronger and stronger. You know, you can see people who have had pets for a while. They can tell their pets the most complex things and oh, yeah. the pet just seems to be right in tune with it. Yep. And that is, you know, part and parcel how ritualistic magic works. Mm-hmm. You have to enforce and reinforce but create that connection and have faith in it. And there's natural faith in pets. Mm-hmm. When you have a pet, you have a natural faith that it's going to protect you or that it's going to love you or that there's going to be this, you know, uh, this bond that is unbreakable. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just to wrap that up, we can do a whole episode on animal magic and sure. also plant magic. Yes. Because even scientifically, there are so many fascinating things about houseplants and how they affect humans mm-hmm. around them purifying your air, purifying the energy around you. Like, yeah, I, I have lots of things to say on that. Sunflowers, so we can do, get sunflowers. Get sunflowers and aloe vera. All right, <laughs> have all right. With negative energy. So before we move on to the next question, I want to feature the YouTube comment of the week. Wah, wah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, let's see. JNC2002 uh, says... IDK what it is, but our girl Matt, uh, our girl is glowing in this video. Madison, <laughs> you look so good. Yay. I think it's the hair. She's giving sexy librarian. She's giving hipster love interest that's too good for the protagonist. She's giving. Madison, honey, you have me gagged. Thank nice. You. That is the sweetest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. I just got my hair cut not that long ago. So um, <laughs> thank you. I am giving sexy librarian. That is always my go-to with a little goth undertone. Yeah, that's, that's so, kind of that's kind of my I'm, thing, baby. Oh, my like God. That. All right, here we go. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Parajunkie Corrine asks, Hey, y'all. It's been a while. Hope everyone is well, and I am loving all the content. I have a question about dreams and the possibility of dimensions. Y'all have briefly talked about both, but have never had a full-on discussion about both, to my memory. This is kind of a long question with some backstory. Sorry. It's all good. No worries. I am a very strong believer that reoccurring dreams mean something to the individual, but for my particular dreams, I couldn't piece together why I was having reoccurring dreams about my childhood home or being in my hometown, and for some strange reason, in many of those dreams, I was dreaming about my estranged brother. 
I haven't been back at my childhood home or hometown in about five years now and haven't spoken to my brother in longer than that. And nothing has happened in my life to trigger these dreams other than I moved cities within Texas. I was having these dreams so frequently that I actually began to realize I was dreaming and then made the mistake of asking a random person what time it was. Oh, no, Corrine, no, you did that. <laughs> she said, in all caps, bad idea. Mm-hmm. But what really got me wondering about dimensions because y'all had brought it up was I had a dream that my hometown was kind of mystical and fairy-like and I remember I was walking down one of the streets and exploring and I remember in my dream thinking to myself that I wasn't going to go down to the end of the cul-de-sac at the end of the road because I had already been down there and explored that area and instead would take a different street and explore that area instead but when i woke up and never but then i woke up and never got to explore is there any correlation between these things or am i just having some seriously crazy reoccurring dreams i don't even know uh that i i don't even know that i believe in dimensions but i was having the same setting and people in my dreams so often it has me pondering the idea of it let me know what y'all think all the love and oogity boogities corin kareem so my thought process with that is that it very well could have been that you were kind of getting in touch with maybe if you're saying it's kind of like fairy like and mystical in that way um that it very well could be that you're getting in touch with some kind of fey realm within that area that's what it sounds like at least to me um that other people are not privy to and that's just the way that your brain is able to process that information or is able to pick up on it now that you've moved away which i i've heard people having that sort of relationship with their hometowns where they're they move away and they kind of realize things that they didn't see while they were in it but um that would just be kind of my guess. I mean, dimensions are so tricky to get into because there's so many different thought processes of what types of dimensions there are, whether it's a parallel universe or if it's a whole different mystical side of things or there's a whole different society of sorts existing at the same time as us. Um, but my my bet for your particular situation of your dreams, that seems like you're kind of picking up on the on the face side of things. Very likely. Although it's, it's fascinating because when we talk about dimensions and we talk about the construct, you know, pulling away from the word dimensions because the scientific connotations become very complex. So we'll just call them realities, uh, different realities. Uh, there's a belief that every choice you make splits reality into taking both choices. Sure. You took both choices. And uh, if you're having dreams at which you made a choice or there was a choice that you made and now you're examining the other choice, the choice other than, it could be about the fork in that road. Like, I wanted to go exploring down this path, but I didn't. So I am living a life where I didn't go down that path. Well, the life down the path could conceivably be trying to get you to pay attention to it. Um, There's been a lot of people who believe in reality jumping. Uh, There's the two cups method where Mm -hmm. you you pour your intent into one cup and then you pour it into a new cup that has a new intent. Or your reality is in one cup, your intent is in the other cup. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to draw 
the reality where you made a different decision, where you bought the winning lottery ticket, where you did something different than your life is now, and you're drawing the fortune of another reality to you. And it's so when you're talking about dreams of that nature, it's like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a rabbit hole to go down. Right. Is the idea that at one point in your life, you may have made a decision, but the part of you that made the other decision is now communicating with you, mm-hmm. is now telling you, oh, these are the things I've seen and learned. This is the world I've been to. And when we talk about the Fae, uh, Uh-oh. Fae Daddy's here. Fae Daddy's coming out. Fae Daddy already brought it up. So it's... <laughs> Working in, the, in, the, in that realm of interdimensionality you know uh the fae exist in another world uh you know if it's uh, the most famous being turn and og you know the, the, mm-hmm. the concept of there being this place where they exist and then there are these small breaches between our world and their world and the common belief was there was a time when they were one where mm-hmm. turn and og and and earth were one and they peeled away because they saw the havoc and, and, and horror of human <laughs> kind, and they just pulled themselves away in little pockets, mm-hmm. remained, little tethers. And so you might be considering that. And, uh, and, and of course, we're just using those words because it's, there's, a, there's a world that, that used to be kind of like uh, Pangea, mm-hmm. all connected, and then they drifted apart but we can still get to those other continents. We can still fly to Europe. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing suggesting that these other realms couldn't somehow make it to us. Absolutely. And there are some people who can go the other way, but that's much more rare, I think. Uh, we are not as, we'll just say we're not as advanced as to freely travel to the other dimensions, but that doesn't mean the other dimensions can't freely travel to us. Sure. And for your Faye moment with Faye Daddy of the episode, um, in Faye News, actually, this really interesting happened, totally off subject in the regard of this question, but I feel like it's interesting for those of you who like the Faye, because I know many of you do. Um, In Scotland recently, there was a man that had gone missing for weeks, for weeks, no trace of him. He literally disappeared out of thin air. He was found dead in a very highly uh, regarded area for the Fae. There you go. With no traces of any kind of um, bodily injury or any sort of, like they did a whole autopsy on him and could not figure out how he exactly died. Sounds like Fae. Well, yeah, so that's something the Fae do (laughs) is that you walk into a fairy ring or you walk into a Fae realm or they pull you in for some reason, they trick you in, they, you know, use you for what they need and then they yeet you back out. So that's, it's a thing. I'm just saying. So interestingly, uh, because that's one of the most recent accounts of it, but uh, for those of you Fae lovers out there, you You can go ahead and You need to have a Fae news segment every once in a while. And and Debria, can you possibly create like a little intro, like the (laughs) Fae news. Fae news. Fae news, yes. Um, But yes, so that happened in Scotland. I want to say it's, don't, but I'm going to butcher the name, Glen Lachlan, I believe. Glen Lachlan. Yeah, something like that. Glendronach? That's a scotch. All right, yeah, no. here we go. This is this next question is from Ultra Para Junkie Lorenzo. Really? Special shout out to Lorenzo, man. So Lorenzo is always supporting yo. 
always supporting, always asking great questions. And, uh, you know, when, when you had, when you started country, Witch Co, he was your first order. He was, he was my first order. Mad respect, Lorenzo. Okay, here we go. I've been listening since the beginning. Yes, yes, you have. (laughs) And I'm proud of you guys for my question. What are the best tips you guys have for ghost hunting? Oh gosh. Well, I don't know how much experience you have, Lorenzo. Um, so some of this might be redundant uh, to you, but maybe maybe y'all's most imp- like the tip that y'all find most important. Maybe that, like each. Okay, mine's going to sound absolutely crazy, but for some reason it works for me. Talk to your cat. No, no. <laughs> this is the episode of me sounding like absolutely bat crap crazy, um, but. Go into it a little bit tired. Go into a little bit sleepy. Sure. Um, I find, especially when we do the Essie's method, when I am a little bit exhausted, <laughs> I get the most intense things coming through uh, because I am a lot less um, aware <laughs> of or a lot less uh, sensory overloaded, you know, where I am just very much so a vessel at that point. It makes it a lot easier for things to come through. Um, I find that when I'm really tired, my uh, ability to see spirits is even higher. So, you know, uh, that's my tip, especially if you're going to do something like the SE's method, come into it a little bit tired, you know. That makes I perfect that. sense. That's great. Yeah. Um, that's great you know, tip, dude. Because conceptually, that period of time, that lucid dreaming period of time is when you have a lot of access to extra sensory abilities. Um, for me, it's patience. Uh, you're going to need patience. Uh, and that's a hard commodity to come by when you're doing it on a schedule, when you're doing it like somebody's right. only giving you two hours to do something or when somebody, when you find yourself not able to, to fully commit to an investigation because investigations take a long time. And a lot of people don't understand that they're really boring. Uh, we've made them interesting with the Estes method and all yeah. these things, but unfortunately, those things are kind of like spikes in the road. They 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 counter the actual investigation. Uh, you want to settle into a place. You want to be in that place, and you want to feel. You know, don't rely on equipment. Don't rely on anything other than the sensation. You'd be surprised how sitting still in the still of the night. And, you know, even that exhaustion thing is, you know, when you get up to like that two to three o'clock in the morning hour, that's really when a lot of things kick off for people because our perception is just a little wider and the most casual things become heightened. Like you can really tell when the temperature drops, you know, even if it's just dropping minutely, all of a sudden it's a big deal. All Mm -hmm. of a sudden you're like, I, I sense something is here. I sense these things. So, um, so being still is a big part of it. Okay. Um, so that is, yeah, probably my top thing is because I use all the tools. I use all the oh, toys yeah. because it's boring. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, because ghost hunting is and should be boring. It should be sitting and observing and being observant. Mm-hmm. But we've, we've got all these toys that helps us get through the night. Right. It helps yeah. us get through the investigation, but don't, don't, don't become reliant on your, on your tools. Um, and, uh, you know, and that too is the log. I generally don't use my activity log the way I'm supposed to. When you do an, when you do an investigation, you should log every instance of anything that happens, time, place, right. sensation, 
occurrence Mm -hmm. so that because they may seem very innocuous at the time, but in review, you might begin to see a pattern. You might Mm -hmm. begin to understand where the most active places in a location is, how the spirits tend to make their presence known. Um, So yeah, patience. Yeah, I'm horrible about using any sort of log. I'm glad in our last episode, Eni was so good about it. Eni was on top of it. Yeah, Yeah. because I'm like, I'm terrible. Eni's always on top of it. I'm terrible about it. I'm just too like in the moment with it where I'm not thinking about writing things down like, oh, that was uh, interesting. And I'm just like, no. And so, but it does Mm. help that we record these things. Yeah. So we can watch it back and see. But yeah. And yeah, uh, it's, it's so bizarre because- uh, oftentimes in investigation, the, the the question is, what is your goal? You know, what what is the goal? Are you trying to identify a spirit? Are you trying to help a spirit? Are you trying to help a person who is troubled by a spirit? Or, you know, they all have different things, different attributes to it. Because I'm not a big debunker. I don't like to debunk, uh, only because it, it it's a detraction from anything else. However, if a person is having issues and troubles, then you want to you want to debunk as much as possible, right? So that their issues can be resolved. But if it's really just about being in in a, in a purportedly haunted place and being there, mm-hmm. I'm not looking for the answer of why it isn't haunted. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the experience oh, of yeah. being in a in a place that is celebrated as haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, what is your purpose in the investigation? plays a, a big role in how you conduct the investigation. We shot a we, we shot a pair junkie exclusive at uh, Agatha's coffee shop earlier this week and that'll go up on Patreon soon. Um it's basically just the live, but like filmed in like a cinematic way. But if you want to go check out the live, that's all that's public on uh, YouTube. Uh, so just a heads up for that. And I actually kind of, I kind of like, I'm, I'm pretty new to uh, ghost hunting. Um, I've been doing it for last like couple of years, really since I met you, Maddie. Um, and I would say if I was going to give any advice, it would be to not hunt it's nothing really wants to be hunted. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's a right. really aggressive. I hate the word hunt. I, yeah, I, I, it's I'm, not, like, I'm not a fan of yeah. hunting. Cause what are you I doing? Say, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're not, we're not over here trying to kill ghosts. Right. And so I feel like, you know, putting out your, putting out your, uh, your, your rim pod, putting out all your different, um, different things and just leaving it and, you know, pay attention to it when it happens. But, you know, I would not go all Zach Baggins and call out the ghosts. You know, there is a time for theater and, it's usually when you know the cameras are running for the travel channel. So you know what I mean. Um, Although we did get crazy REM pod activity we again. Did. Uh, I've yeah, sat, did. I've sat next we to a REM pod so that didn't go off for hours. Yeah, and uh, and that was that was bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was really bizarre. But yeah, check out that live if y'all want. All right, going on to the next one. Also asked by Lorenzo, when I walk into room light, uh, when I walk into rooms, lights tend to flicker. Does this have any paranormal correlation, or do the majority of buildings I enter have faulty wiring? <laughs> so that's interesting because um, I think some people have this interesting electric pull to them that affects electronics. Um, I had a professor one time who mentioned this to me because as you guys know, people meet me and they immediately are like, she likes spooky things. And so they just, uh, unload everything creepy that's ever happened to them onto me. Well, my professor was like that. My first day of class, he meets me and he goes, I gotta tell you something, you know, 
I can't touch electronics because every time I do, they die, like mm. zaps them. It could be a brand new computer. If I touch it, it's going to be completely uh, unusable by the end of my session with it. Wow. And so I was like, well, have you ever been struck by lightning? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I've, it's been this way my entire life. And I'm like, okay, well, it sounds like you have something about you that you draw electricity to sure. you or that like kind of electromagnetic field around you, you pull things. And so when you touch these electronics, you're sucking the energy out of them. And so you see that a lot with people who um, have that experience. Because that's not the first time I've heard people say, like, when I walk into a room, lights light start flicker, to flicker and right. stuff. The old South way of saying it is uh, the devil's nearby or whatever. Right. But that's... Well, that's the classic street lamps. You yeah. Know, if street lamps go out while you're walking under them, you know, there's some supernatural entity surrounding or crowding you. But... My bet is that you're just one of those like poles almost where you just pull electromagnetic energy to you. And there's just something about certain people. I don't know if it's blood type or if it's something scientific. I am not a scientist by any means. I'm actually very bad at science. But, um, you know, that would be my guess just from the correlations I've been able to draw with people who are like you that I've met. Cool, cool. All right, on to the next question. This one is asked by Courtney Heinrichs, uh, and uh, she asked, I know you say you can't see the future or that it's demonic, but what if you dream the future for someone else and if and it comes true, i.e. pregnancies? Yeah, we should probably clarify, uh, no, it's not a question of you can't see the future. It's, um, it's the pursuit of the future. Uh, the future as a as a carrot for you is oftentimes a tool of dark forces. Uh, dark force will pr provide you with a view of the future. Um, it's not that you can't see the future. Uh, it's that the future is amalgamous. It moves. Mm -hmm. It's 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 it can be anything. And what you're what you're keying in on is. Uh, and I, I I tend to say like it's a groove. There's, a, there's an energy in your life that is going, or the energy of somebody's life that's, that's heading in a direction, and that direction can be predictable and can be seen and, and witnessed. And converging forces avail themselves to it. Oftentimes being shown a future is, and we had a, um, a long, lengthy discussion about pr like prophetic dreams. You get a dream, about an event and you don't even know what that event is and you don't know mm -hmm. anything about it. All you know is that it's going to happen. That's, that's basically a lot of people get these prophetic dreams. And then when it does happen, they're like, ah, that was it. You know, that was right. the thing I had the dream about. Um, and that should give us some insight to the fact that the future has strong probabilities that lay themselves out for us that we can track with various divination devices. I generally tell people don't, don't, don't go looking for the future because it is unnatural for us to see the future. Hmm. We, are, we, are supposed to, we are supposed to exist in the present and the pursuit of the future takes us away from that. Um, and some people will get obsessed with the idea of trying to see the future and thereby ignore their present and ignore their life. And that is a way that evil can steal from you, steal the life from you. It is leading you towards a future that it is showing you and thereby 
self-prophetic. Um, that being said, I think that when you have prophetic dreams, it is because A, you're in tune mm-hmm. with the patterns of energy and how they're going to play out. Uh, you're oftentimes in tune with the people that you are seeing their future of. And that is not inherently evil by any stretch of the imagination. No. Some people are just gifted. You know, uh, some people are prophetic. They, they, they have the ability to, to see the plan, whatever that may be. Um, the big question is, what do you do with that information? Right. How do you deal with your foreknowledge? Do you tell people what you saw coming for them, good, bad, or indifferent? And if you do, does that not contribute to it happening? <laughs> or does it contribute to it not happening? Maybe it's some wonderfully good news and you tell the person and then they stop working towards it because they just um, assume it's going to happen. So, you know, there's, there's a strange responsibility into seeing the future. Um, and again, my, my main uh, issue with all future-related things and divination things is it pulls you from the present. And we are meant to exist in the present. And, and every now and then gifted people come along and they have a view of the future and maybe that's supposed to color our understanding of our present. But it should not be the, uh, the ultimate goal should not be to know the future. Right. I mean, yeah. And so that's where I think the confusion came in where it, we don't call people who can see this, the future demonic. No. It is solely the spirits that are trying to you know, it lure you in. So and the, ju- the mechanisms mm-hmm. of seeing the future are oftentimes a, a playground for that kind of misguidance. Right. Um, imagine like Jafar in Aladdin, you know, like when he's like dressed in, when they're in like the, the dungeon or whatever, and he's dressed like this old man and he's like, let me show you what is inside the the cave of wonders or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's and, right. <laughs> yeah, and so and he, Aladdin sees himself like as a king and like with jewels and gold and all this stuff. That is exactly what a demonic force will try to lure you in because it'll show you what you want, mm-hmm. and it might not even be your future, but it knows that's. And what they you will want. often use the strongest indications to allow you to believe it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you need proof, there'll be a series of events that prove themselves. But yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> don't, don't fall for it. Don't, don't fall for the carrot or Jafar. So, <laughs> <laughs> but with that, thank you guys so much for sending in your Q and A. Uh, if you have any questions that we did not cover today and you want us to answer them, you can send it to us over on TikTok under the Q and A button. Otherwise, if you don't have TikTok, that's okay. You can send it in at ghostmail at haunted city podcast with the subject, uh, using the word questions. Um, so that way we can decipher them between the ghost mails and things like that. But with that, my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all.